told you I was going to make it, you know, I, I had like a six game lead and I knew that it would not last. So I'm so I'm so mad at myself. I did not take Carolina last week. That is that is going to stick in my craw for a long while because I, I knew I should have taken Carolina. I every part of me said, Chad, take Carolina. And then my brain went, but they suck. <laughs> and I, I took Atlanta, who sucks harder. It sucks. It sucks so friggin much. It sucks so friggin much. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. It's been a while since we recorded one of these, so uh, Merry Christmas! Merry holidays! And uh, I'm coming from you, coming to you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon Delight. We got Chad. Got to keep it interesting. The Dadalac over here. Uh, just throwing it to you because I'm. Yeah, just go ahead. What do you? How are you? Merry Christmas. Well, I'm currently dying because, yeah, I forgot how to drink. I forgot how to do a podcast. I, I'm i great. I'm great. Hello, everyone. Sorry we've been away for a couple weeks. I had some laptop issues and then life issues. So just, you know, busy parents, all right? So missed a couple weeks. Don't worry. We're back better than ever, or at least quasi close to the same as we were when we last showed you guys up. So, you know, hi. I'm great. Hi, everyone. Missed you. Okay, well, let's get into it. Since it's been a while since you've seen us, we did do picks the last two weeks, even though we didn't record them. Or we did record a couple weeks ago, but that was the laptop issues. Last week, we just couldn't do it. But last week, Chad went ten and six. I went eleven and five. And two weeks ago, I went six and nine, and Chad went five and ten. I forgot about that. Yeah, we went uh, real, real bad two weeks ago. Yep. So bringing our season totals to I'm one thirty six and ninety, and Chad is one thirty eight and eighty eight. Um, did you predict any locks last week? I, I mean, I did put in some bets last week, but I, uh, I hit a couple five out of six for parlays, but. No, I did not do any locks for last week, so we will resume with locks this week, and I will give you the graphic this week. There, There is no graphic this week for locks, folk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Very great. And we can just talk about some football, because it's been a while, and we got a full slate of 16 games on this Christmas weekend. No more bye weeks, baby. No more bye weeks, and it's the best time of year. And... Yeah, we might as well start with Thursday Night Football, 720 on Amazon Prime. We have the 7-7 seven and seven New Orleans Saints traveling to the 7-7 seven and seven Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by four with a 46.5 point over-under. And the fan vote has the Rams at 82%. What do you got in this, Chad? Let you go first tonight. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas to me. Well, it's pretty obvious who I have. I've I've been I've been up and down on them, yes, but I've been mostly up. And that's obviously the Rams. I think that Matthew Stafford with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and now Kyrie Williams, like this offense is scary cooking good. Like it looks like the Super Bowl offense. Now, this defense is very hit or miss. They're either great or they're terrible. There's no in between. They're either giving up like 17 points or they're giving up 45. 
Like they are so inconsistent, just like my feelings on this Rams team. But this week against the New Orleans team, who I think is, yes, they have a chance to still win the division, but they are starting to just look like the walking wounded. I think Chris Olave is supposed to play, but you know, with those kind of injuries, it's not going to flare up during the game. Is Derek Carr going to make it through a whole game? Is Taysom Hill going to make it through a game? Like, there's just so many injured players on the Saints that I think the Rams are getting healthy at the right time, and the Saints are not. So give me the Rams. And in a Thursday night lock of the week, eat those four points. The Rams can beat the Saints by four points. I think they win easily by a touchdown. Maybe even by two touchdowns. But at four points... Gobble, gobble, gobble. Eat them points up. I am also taking the Rams, but I feel like this has the potential to be a good game if Derek Carr can stay healthy the whole game, as you said, and if Chris Olave plays because he had a pretty good game last week. I, But I also know that the Rams' offense is cooking, like you said, uh, Cooper Cup is getting his legs back under him. Uh, Puka Nakua hasn't stopped all season long. And like you said, Trent Williams is after Kim off the IL or whatever IR, he has been a game changer for this offense. So I think with the Rams playing at home, even though they don't really have home field advantage, still the Saints are traveling. And just at this point of the season, I feel like you're right. The Rams are the better team. And I feel like they're going to win this game as well. Yeah. And uh, it might not be a home field advantage, but it's still one of the coolest stadiums ever. Now we got our first Saturday game, first of two. At 3.30, we have the 8-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. Traveling to the 7-7 seven and seven Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bengals are favored by 2.5 with a 36.5 point over-under. And 84% of the fans are on Cincinnati. As am I, because if Mitch the Bitch is still playing for Pittsburgh, they, they can't win. It's like... They already benched him. It's going to be Mason Rudolph. Well, then they have a chance. But I still don't think they're going to win because Jake Browning has been up and down, but he has shown flashes of good. And with the receiving core that he has and that nasty touchdown that T. Higgins scored last week, like what a heads up play, just switching hands and reaching over. That was nice. I think Cincinnati is the better team all things considered, with where they're both at at this point of the season. And it's crazy to think that Cincinnati still make it a playoff spot because after Burrow went down, I don't think that uh, there was anybody that thought Cincinnati would be in this position right now. So, and they're the hot hand, so I'm going with Cincinnati. And we're getting close to maybe this will be the first season that uh, Mike Tomlin finishes under 500. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that's how that plays out. I mean, at this point, I think it the writing's on the wall. There's there's a couple coaches who've been in their place of business for a very, very long time. And I think the road has finally met its end for both of them. 
and one of them is Mike Tomlin. And this game, I this does feel like a trap game. This feels like a game that Mike Tomlin and the Steelers win on some ridiculous bullshit, like just like when they beat the Ravens. But I don't think it happens this time. I think that Jake Browning, after getting that big overtime win, oh shit, the Bengals played in overtime last week as well. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh no, Chad. Ugh. I can't do it. I can't pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are so bad this year, and I want to. I've I've been high on the Steelers all year, just so wrongly this entire time. Like I've I've called them dead in the water. I've called them a bad team. I've called before the season started. I thought they were going to be great. I thought once they fired Canada, they would be great, but they're not. They're really bad, and they can't play offense. And the Bengals can. Even without Jamar Chase, there's too many offensive weapons on that Bengals team. Ugh. Give me the Bengals, but man, I'm hesitant. Hesitant. We have the second Saturday game this week at 7 p.m. I believe this is a Peacock exclusive. It is. I have Peacock, so... I mean, I get the gripe. I don't necessarily like having to go to streaming services to watch games either, but I don't not as upset about it because I already subscribed to Peacock. So yeah. Ask me for Doesn't my password. One bit. Lucky. Anyways, this game is the eight and six Buffalo Bills traveling to the five and nine Brandon Staley lists Los Angeles Chargers. Buffalo is favored by twelve with a 43 and a half point over under and the fans have Buffalo at 97%. What do you got in this game, Chad? I think it's pretty obvious, but yeah, you... I mean, if if Justin Herbert was still in the on the team and not out for the year, 1000% I would be picking the San Diego Superchargers because they fired him. The bad man is gone and they would win this game. But guys, come on. Who's starting a quarterback? Is it that stick kid? Because he is horrendous. I've I've not seen a quarterback play that poorly since, I don't know, Mark Sanchez. I mean, it was really, really bad, guys. They just let the Raiders put up 63 points on them. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it'll be that bad of game. Generally, a team does get up after losing, but the Bills are on a hot streak right now. I still, once again, I think the Bills are fool's gold. And I think everyone who's getting so like behind them right now is once the playoffs hit, same shit's going to happen. That happens every year to Josh Allen. But yes, everyone get really excited about the Bills now because they've won some games. But woohoo! But give me the Bills this week because the Chargers just, they don't have a quarterback. And they don't have any wide receivers who are healthy. They, I, I don't know if Austin Eckler's playing. They, they have no offense. They are another injury-ridden team. And just just sucks god if justin herbert was playing i would love to pick the chargers in this game but also good on you chargers for firing brandon saley finally took you long enough it was worth the wait did you hear that kellen morden want to take the interim job because he feels like it would hurt his chances at getting a head coach job smart i don't think he's getting a head coaching job this year because i mean the Chargers were scoring a lot of points until, like, Justin Herbert got banged up. But no. So, I don't know, maybe. We'll see. I doubt he's going to get a head coaching job. But 
he might be an offensive coordinator somewhere else next year. So I'm assuming they're just going to clean house. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, whoever, when they bring Bill Belichick in, he'll want his own, you know, staff and everything like that. So he won't want yeah. Kellen. I am also taking Buffalo because it's pretty obvious to me, like, Buffalo's on a hot streak right now. And although they may be fool's gold, and I agree with you, like, once it gets to the playoffs, it's just going to be rinse and repeat. I still wouldn't want to have to play them. Because you could get a game like against the Chiefs where it goes into overtime and they should have won it. Or against the the Bengals, you know, I just, I feel like they're, even though they're going to collapse in the playoffs, I still think it's going to be hard to beat them because it's just the way, it's just the way they are. And Josh Allen is starting to play a little bit better. I don't know why. It's Everybody is starting to play a little bit better on that team. He only had 91 passing was... yards in that game against Dallas. And they still wreck smashed Dallas. That's just a wild statistic. He didn't even throw for 100 yards. And they won by, what, 30? Yeah, I, I was very disappointed in that game. Because I was really excited for that game. And... All the late games last week were lame because they're all blowouts. And yeah. I got Buffalo. Time football this year has sucked. Next game, Sunday at noon, we have the 8 and 6 Indianapolis Colts taking on the 6 and 8 Atlanta Falcons. For some reason, Atlanta is favored by one with a 44.5 point over under. And 86% of the fans are going against Vegas' favorite, and they're picking Indianapolis. And I am too, because I think Indy's the better team. I think that they have more momentum behind them. And I think that Gardner Minshew is a million times better than Desmond Ritter at every aspect of the quarterback position. And yeah, I just think that we're going to see on Christmas Eve the Colts come in there and trample some birds. And I just, I don't like Atlanta. And I'm excited for Indianapolis. Who thought they were even going to get eight wins this year coming into the season? Not me. So, and that's even when they had uh, rookie quarterback Richardson, who at the beginning of the season, like, lit up the league. Whoever thought after he went down they were going to get eight wins, you know? I think that uh, Shane Steichen has done a really good job as first-year head coach, and, like, there's an argument made that maybe he should be coach of the year. He should be up for the running, at least. He won't win it, but you can make an argument. I got Indianapolis in this game. Uh, Obviously, you didn't see that Taylor Heineke has got the starting job back over Desmond Ritter because, once again— Desmond yeah. Ritter is a piece of garbage. I don't, not, not taking back anything I said. I, I wouldn't expect you to because I agree with all and of it. Desmond Ritter sucks. Still going to be the reason why Atlanta loses the game. That makes sense. It'll it'll be oh, there. We go. This is present being there. He he's a, he's a, just like the Brandon Staley effect. It's the Desmond Ritter effect. It's just going to seep out and ruin everything. Don't get me wrong, exactly. because my boy Taylor's back. What's up, Tay Tay? Glad you're back in the starting job, but. I want to pick Atlanta really bad. I do. But you know what? I, I agree with everything Diesel just said. And I know that Atlanta is in the playoff race as well. 
but after losing to Carolina, you really kind of screwed the pooch and you need a lot of things to break your way to get back into the running for the A or the NFC South while Indy is in a dead heat. And I think Gardner Minshew is really trying to play for a starting job somewhere. Like he is, you know, done really well every place he has gone and been the backup. And if he can get the Indianapolis Colts to the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game, like maybe he'll be the starting quarterback for, I don't know, the Cardinals next year or the Browns. Who knows? Who knows where he could go? But I think he'd get a starting job somewhere. So, yes, also give me the Indianapolis Colts. And I will put, I'm sorry, Taylor, the bronze lock of the week on this. Because, yeah, if I'm getting points for the Colts, I like that a lot. So, yeah, bronze lock of the week. Take that plus one. And even if it does flip to, like, minus two, I think the Colts can win this game easily by a, a touchdown. Next game at noon, we see the 7-7 seven and seven Seattle Seahawks coming off a big victory on Monday night, facing the 5-9 and nine Tennessee Titans. Uh, Seahawks are favored by three with a 41.5 point over-under. And 86% of the fans are with Seattle. Who do you got in this game and why? This could be a battle of backup quarterbacks. Because, once again, Geno Smith is still questionable. And Will Levis is also questionable this week. Now, Drew Locke played really good against the uh, Eagles and got the victory. I think... I have no idea who the Tennessee tight is. Wait, oh, it's got to be, uh, what's his nuts, who was the starter before? Um, 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 I can't remember his name. Yeah, he was uh, bounced around the league. Malik. No, the, they have Mal- uh, the old guy. Oh, no, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, there we go. So it'll probably, probably be Ryan Tannehill. Man, could Seattle go into Tennessee and lose a game? Probably. Hmm. Just to keep it interesting, Tennessee has a pretty good defense. They played pretty darn good rushing defense. Nope, I lied. They played an overtime game. I'm I'm, I'm not going against the rule twice. I'm not doing it. I am not that dumb. I'm going to talk myself right into the smart answer. And I am going to take the Seattle Sea Chickens to win this game. Even though I do see a world where Tennessee just... Derrick Henry runs the ball all over him and goes for like 200 yards and like three touchdowns. And that's why they lose the game. But I don't care. I'm going to take Seattle. Who you got? I got Kenneth Walker the third. And I got DK Metcalf. And I got... uh, Pop, lock, and drop it. Number 16. I'm blanking on his name right now. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, yeah. I kept on wanting to say Tyler Boyd. I knew that was the Bengals. Uh, and I got JSN. I got definitely have Seattle in this game. I think that Drew Locke is still a good quarterback. I don't think that he had I – mean, he didn't play on any good teams in Denver. I don't think it was his fault. And I think by – I don't know. I feel like he didn't get a fair enough shake. And I think just like Gardner Minshew, he's playing for a starting job somewhere. I think he still deserves 
a shot at becoming a starter. Doesn't deserve just to like get signed by a team and be the starter, but he deserves a quarterback competition and training camp, I think. And maybe it, that's in Seattle next year with Geno. Who knows? I still believe in Drew Locke. I have Seattle in this game, and I do see a world where Seattle could win this game, but Seattle's defense is also pretty nasty. And, I mean, they shut down the offense of the Eagles on Monday night. That was a good game. And that interception at the end of the game by Love, how he got two feet down, I have no idea. That was a great, like, game-sealing interception. Why are all defenders 1,000 times better at making those circus catches? And they drop the easiest catches every single time. Like, when the quarterback throws it directly to them for the interception, they drop it 80% of the time. But when you give them that circus catch where you get, like, two fingers on the football and you have to do a cartwheel and then get your feet down, they make that catch 95% of the time. Even if it doesn't count, like they always make that catch. Like why? Why like, just catch the normal ones, defenders? It's much easier. Uh, it's kind of like in the Vikings game last week, though, too, when uh, Mullins like threw that pick where like, I don't yeah, know. Where like, he was like sitting down on the ground and just got, literally like tossed yeah, it over to like, him. Yeah, the guy's like laying on the ground and it's just right there. It's like Merry Christmas. Here you go. Yeah, it's like it definitely was a forward pass, but it wasn't a fumble. It was definitely a pick. Cause yeah, that was a crazy. That was a crazy pick. Wild stuff. That was a crazy. NFL's wild. It's all rigged. I mean, speaking of Minnesota, that's the next game actually. Hey, segue. Noon on Sunday, it's the ten and four Detroit Lions. Traveling to the seven and seven Minnesota Vikings. Detroit's favored by three and a half with a 46 and a half point over under, and 86% of the fans are on Detroit. I think Detroit for the rest of the season plays in domes. I think they're 10 and 0 in domes. Or no, yeah, they scary. lost at home. They lost at home to Seattle at the beginning of the season. As I can't say, I don't know what the records are, but I know that they they play way better in dome than they do outside. Even though they did, oh, they lost to Green Bay and the Dome too. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I maybe I'm making stuff up. Who knows? Yeah. And they won at Green Bay and at Chicago. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Dude, you can't just make stuff up. <laughs> Wait, no, they lost it in Chicago. Yes. Uh, see, I just. I got Detroit in this game. Okay, that's what I'm trying to Smart. say. I just don't think. Maybe that... just yeah, cut your losses and move on. <laughs> Minnesota is they're just done for like Mullins okay whatever you're you're not like bad quarterback but you're not a good quarterback like you're you the have wish Justin version Jeff- of Kirk you Cousins have, you have good receivers and everything like that and you don't have a running game you don't have an offensive line and your defense sucks so I just see uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown scoring like two touchdowns and I see a couple picks. Just see, I actually see Detroit dominating this game. Three and a half favorites. I think that this should have been over a touchdown. Eight point favorites would have been more like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot to add to this. I think that, as I said, and I don't think you heard me say it, but Nick Mullins is the Wish.com version of Kirk Cousins. 
And I just, I don't really care. He's not that bad, but he's not that good. And I think the Lions are streaking. They need this victory. They can wrap up the North with this win and they will have their playoff spot locked up and the NFC North. It's a big deal for the Vikings. They haven't won the NFC North, I don't think ever, since it's been the North. Detroit, Detroit, sorry. what I say? The Vikings, yeah, sorry. Detroit. I got Detroit in this game, and as the silver lock of the week, pow, beat those points. Because, yeah, I think that they absolutely obliterate the Vikings, especially after two weeks ago losing to Chicago. They want to make their division record look a lot better. And the Vikings are just bad. They're bad. They're unlucky. And they're bad. So suck it, Vikings. Next game at noon is the 4-10 Washington Commanders traveling to the 5-9 New York Jets. The Jets are favored by three. 37 and a half point over under the 71% fan vote. And I mean, the Jets didn't look very good last week. Yeah. You have a weird look on your face. What's going on? What was the fan vote? 71% are on the Jets. Really? I'm shocked by this fact. I'm sh- I'm, I'm truly shocked. I know the commies are not a good team, but like, the, the Jets, folks. You're, like, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. They know that he's not playing. He's announced he's not going to play in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'm... it has more to do with the Jets' defense. And I think it has more to do with both defenses. I feel like... I don't know. See, this is a hard one to pick. Because you don't know what you're going to get. Like, last week, it seems like it was an anomaly for Washington. Even though they lost the game, they started to make a comeback at the end, and all of a sudden, uh, Scary Terry came alive for the first time in, like, since October. Since around, yeah, Halloween probably, when he was supposed to be scary. Like, it seems like that guy has been missing for a while. And then, all of a sudden, fourth quarter, boom, there he was. If, like, you get that guy in this game, I think that Washington has a better chance, but you never know what you're going to get. And they have Ron Rivera as their head coach, and Sala is the coach of the Jets. I like Sala better. I'm going with the Jets because of that fact. I think the, it's going to come down to coaching. And you're going with Washington? Without a question. You want to know why? I, why I, I one of one of them has a quarterback, and one of them doesn't. Like Zach Wilson or Trevor Didn't Simeon. Didn't look that bad last week. They they had to switch quarterbacks because Zach Wilson went out with an injury. He's got a concussion now. They're playing Trevor Simeon, who's been on what yeah, fifteen NFL teams. At least I get Sam Howell, and you know what? He might have a couple turnovers, but you know who's going to win you that game in the fourth quarter? Be when it's six to six. It sure as hell ain't going to be Trevor Simeon. It's going to be Sam Howell. So, yeah, I'm actually, you're dumb, America. You're dumb on this one. They're not exactly intelligent. Well, I think uh, Riverboat Ron still thinks that Washington has a chance to the playoffs. (laughs) I mean, he is a dead man walking right now. They've announced basically that he's going to be fired. So, I don't know. Do you start trying to win games now to screw over their draft picks? Do you pull a Lovey Smith? 
I don't think he's smart enough to do that. <laughs> but they still have a shot at the playoffs, Diesel. Like, they still have a shot. I probably think they still have a shot after they lose the next two games as well. Anyways, next game. At noon, we have the 6-8 and eight Green Bay Packers traveling to the 2-12 and 12 Carolina Panthers. The Packers are favored by 5.5 with a 36.5 point over-under. And 94% of the fan vote is on Green Bay. And I'm picking Green Bay, but I wish I was picking them with confidence because I could see them losing this game, like, without question. This is one of those games, especially losing the way they've lost the last two weeks. I feel like if they don't show up to play and their defense doesn't show up to play, I feel like they're going to get run all over. They're going to get thrown all over. It's just if Love isn't playing like he played against the Chiefs and the Lions, the play calling, I don't know. There's so much. I, this team is they've broken me like mentally because like they just like at the beginning of the season it's like yeah we're we're good this year and all of a sudden it's like we lost four in a row it's like okay so you're not good i'm fine with that okay we'll just focus on what we have and move on to next season nope we're good again we're gonna beat the the lions and the chiefs and then we're gonna lose to the giants and the buccaneers back-to-back games after that and now it's like i don't know and if they win this game, they have a 93% chance of making the playoffs. And I ask myself, do I want them to make the playoffs? Because it's going to be heartbreaking when they lose in the playoffs to the 49ers right away. Well, actually, luckily, the 49ers will have the first uh, overall seed, so it won't be right away. It'll be round two. I don't know. I, I'm going with Green Bay. I don't know why I keep talking. They need to fire Joe Barry because I'm so sick of seeing uh, third and seven and the cornerback be 10 yards off the freaking ball. Like, you can say whatever you want about, like, and I've made the same argument about Joe Barry isn't on the field, but he's telling these guys where to line up. It's ridiculous. How many times was Devondre Campbell covering Chris Godwin on Sunday? Why would you have him on your second, their second receiver? It just, the scheme isn't working. I don't know why he wasn't fired two years ago. I don't know why he wasn't fired last year. I think that if we had capable front office management, they would see that, that Matt LaFleur doesn't know what he's doing and he's hiring his friends and that that's just not going to work out around here and he needs to go as well. You can't make the hard decisions and sayonara, pal. I don't know who we would get to replace him, but... I don't know. I'm just saying Packers are going to win this game. Hopefully. I'm picking them to win this game. Not confidently. Who you got? Man. I feel like I gotta... I I, I gotta take Carolina here. I I really... I don't want to. I I just... I feel it's in my... You want to because you're a Patriots fan. If Carolina wins this game and Patriots lose, Patriots have a legit shot at getting the number one overall seed. Man. And also, okay, so 
Big win for Carolina this last week. Not a pretty win by any stretch of the imagination. They should have lost that game. Had Desmond Ritter not been a piece of garbage, they lose that game nine out of 10 times. But still, big win for the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers' one strength right now is their running game. Chubba Hubbard has looked pretty good for them. The Packers' number one weakness is their defense as a whole, but their run defense especially is quite porous. And also, Adam Thielen has a way of ripping up the Packers. He ripped up the Packers all the time when he was a Minnesota Viking. Man. Yeah, screw it. It's in Carolina, right? Yep, it's in Carolina. It's in Carolina. I... Yeah, give me the Carolina Panthers. I also, this is not a confident pick either, but maybe they can build off that victory last week. And man, that would be sweet if they could beat the Packers. Not for the Packers losing, but for the Patriots to try and get the number one overall pick. It's nothing against you or anything. Oh, this next game is bittersweet because these are two teams that feel like I've fallen in love with over the course of this season. And I don't want either of these teams to lose, but I don't want to tie either. Well, the last noon game on Sunday is the 9-5 Cleveland Browns taking on the 8-6 Houston Texans. Cleveland is favored by 2.5 with a 40.5 point over under. And 65% of the fans are on Cleveland. I feel like I haven't let you go first in a while. So uh, who you got and why? I'm... I don't think C.J. Stroud is going to play once again. He is still in the concussion protocol. He has not practiced yet. And not practicing, We, as we told me before, we record on a Wednesday. If you haven't played in a week and a half and you haven't practiced yet with a concussion, doesn't show a lot of good signs that you're going to be able to suit up for a game on Sunday. And even if he does, don't get me wrong, I know he's a rookie phenom, but he is still a rookie. And practice is important. And not being able to practice for two weeks and then trying to start on a Sunday, that sounds pretty scary, especially against one of the, if not the the, number one defense in the NFL. Like, that is a bad concept. I think the Browns are riding high. I know that they should have lost that game because that Hail Mary was in that guy's hands. And I don't know. I know it's like, you don't expect it to land there, but you've got to catch that ball. And the Browns should have lost, but they didn't. They're the cardiac Browns this year. And it might come down to the final play. Like it has for, I think six of Cleveland's games this year, but yeah, give me the Cleveland Browns in this game. I just Houston Texans won a very emotional overtime game last week. And if C.J. Stroud, even if he plays, I don't think is coming into a good situation having to come into Cleveland and play this defense. I think that Houston still has got a shot to win the South, but it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough one. Yeah, I am also going with Cleveland because I feel like their defense is that good. And... Joe Flacco is like the flexi seal. He's good enough to like, like, yeah, like hold this offense together. He's not the best quarterback in the world. And even, but even at his age, like I texted you, why is he still like better than half of the league at his age and backup for the last five seasons? 
how is he still as good as he is? And like showing other quarterbacks like, oh, I don't know. It just I don't feel like he's ever moved. He's always been in that exact position. He's always been like the 15th to like 12th best quarterback in the NFL. And that's just where he runs. It's just like, it's like, ah, I'm not going to get any better. I'm not going to get any worse. And I mean, he had that amazing run to win the Super Bowl that year. But besides that one year, like that's the outlier. I've never disliked Joe Flacco either. I do think it's weird to see him play for the Browns since he was a Raven for so long. Lifetime I Raven, really it wish- felt like. I really wish that uh, the Browns hadn't played the Ravens both times before he became a Brown. Hey, but who knows? Maybe we'll get to see a playoff matchup before between the two. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be uh, wild. I just not only do the Browns have a good defense, they have a good offense. They have a lot of options to throw to, and Ford is a good running back. Think about how crazy this is, like where they are now <laughs> from where they started at the beginning of the season with having Nick Chubb and uh, Sean Watson as their starting quarterback. And like, yeah, it's just now Joe Flacco and Jerome Ford are they running are they like back. I think they have like more than 60% of their total cap hit on IR right now this year because yeah. The Browns were destroyed by injury and everyone wrote them off. And then this defense went, nah, bro, we're really good. And they are really good. I like the Browns. Uh, I've always been a fan of Kevin Stefanski and like good on him. He's actually turned this franchise around. He lived in his fourth season with the Browns and he's only had one playoff appearance. Like unless they lose out, like they're pretty much they have to be in the higher 90s for percentage wise yeah. to make the playoffs this year they haven't clinched the three yet, games but... left yeah they have to especially with how everyone's so middling this year in the nfl they've beaten a lot of winning teams like their strength of schedule has to be ridiculously high so yeah i got the browns in this game but i hate to say it because i also really like this houston team and i'm rooting for them to sneak into the playoffs somehow don't necessarily want to see them like beat the Jaguars out of the division, but I mean they're tied right now record-wise. And... They're all Indy, the Jags, and Houston are all tied the exact same record. So it's gonna be a crazy final three weeks. Yep, they're all eight and six, and Titans are five and nine. They couldn't join the party because they're lame. And you can't sit with us. Speaking of Jacksonville, I have three oh five on Sunday. We have the. Eight and six Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the seven and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored by one with a 42 and a half point over under, and 69% are on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice. Um, nice. Baker. Packers got baked last week. They first got time super baked. ever. Twice baked. First, yeah, first time ever allowing a visiting quarterback to have a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field. That's another reason Joe Barry should be fired. Uh, uh, even though you know how much I like Baker, and he's having a good season, and just a few weeks ago, it looked like these, this team was dead in the water. Nope, they're leading the division, and oh, this is a tough game to pick, too, because Jacksonville has not been playing well, 
and they need this win. I think they probably need this win more than Tampa needs this win. Both of these divisions have a logjam right now. It's... I I think I'm going to go with Tampa in this game. I just... Baker's playing really good football right now. Mike Evans has... I think the, he has eight touchdowns this year, and I think the majority of them come in the last, like, four weeks. Something like uh, that, yeah. Chris Godwin is starting to catch some footballs finally. Uh, not to mention Rashad, Rashad White. White. Yeah, he's a beast, and he's a rookie running back that nobody's talking about. Like, that guy tore up the Packers, and he's been tearing up the league. He's a yeah. good running back. Well, he started, I, the, he started the year really slow. I think through the first eight games, he only had, like, 400 yards or something. But since the midpoint of the season, he's, like, fourth in scrimmage yards in the NFL because, yeah, he's just been ripping people up. The Buccaneers have an underrated defense. And let's see what got going against them. What's that? I said, but a terrible head coach. That's what I, I knew what you were going to say. Going against them is Todd Bowles. Uh but then you got Jacksonville, who their defense is definitely underperforming than what they were at the beginning of the season. They look lost on offense. The Trevor Lawrence definitely got concussed during that game, and they kept him in the game. And just and, dropped the ball. Like, he was bad. Like, oh, yeah. I feel bad for the kid. The Prince is getting assaulted. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I Jacksonville right now, they're they're swirling down the drain. And Tampa Bay, on the other hand, looks like they're a team on the rise. It's a short rise because they just gotta win that NFC self. Like they aren't gonna go far in the playoffs. They're not a Super Bowl team, but at this point either is Jacksonville. So uh Jacksonville might not even be a playoff team anymore. I got Tampa Bay. Oh, I, I, this as this is as Diesel said about that Houston game earlier. These are two teams that this year I've been a supporter of and also a huge detractor of. Where I'm riding the roller coaster that they're riding because I'm really high on them when they're winning and I'm really really down on them when they're losing. And right now I am I am bottoming out on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is your last shot to win a game for me, boys, because Diesel's right. I think if they lose this game, I know they have a couple division games to end the season, but I don't think that they make the playoffs at all if you lose here to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, on the other hand, definitely can lose this game and still make the playoffs. With that being said, because I do think Jacksonville's season is on the line, and I think that, once again, Baker Mayfield, I think, is the best chip-on-the-shoulder quarterback that we may have ever seen besides Tom Brady, where he takes any slight that is out there and he turns it into just massive fuel. He doesn't have that this week. They're favored in this game. They're coming into this game as the big dogs after a perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field. Jacksonville is coming in as the animal backed into the corner. And you know what? A Jaguar would eat a pirate. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big Cat goes, rawr. And I am terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. And when they lose this game, if they lose this game, 
Oh, I am going to be so, so mad. So mad, Jacksonville. And I'm going to bitch. And I'm going to moan. And I am going to bitch so, so much. I mean, Tampa Bay is only favored by one. (laughs) They are favored, but it's only one. Still favored. Anyway, 305 Sunday, we have a huge matchup between the 10 and 4 Dallas Cowboys traveling to the 10 and 4 Miami Dolphins. There is a one and a half point favor on Miami. 51 and a half point over unders, and 64% of the fan vote is with Miami. Oh, I don't even like this is a tough game because the Bills just destroyed the Cowboys last week. After the Cowboys destroyed the Eagles, the uh, the Dolphins a couple weeks ago lost to Tennessee, but then last week, house the Jets. Yeah, the house, the Jets. I these, these teams are the same team. They can't be good teams. And they, but they beat the bad teams except for when Dallas Tennessee played the Cardinals and, and Miami played the Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. they're the same exact team. And yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, they they win games differently, but oh man, who do you got? This game, and I don't usually say this about games, where I think it comes down to one player and one player alone. This all comes down to if Tyreek Hill plays or not. If Tyreek Hill plays in this game, I have Miami Dolphins, like, in a landslide. Like, I don't think there's anyone on this hyper-aggressive Dallas defense that can stay home enough on those deep passes to not let Tyreek Hill go for, like, 120 yards and three touchdowns. Because... They are, they bite on everything and Tyreek will eat you alive, but Tyreek's got an ankle injury. So that terrifies me. The other things that worry me about this game and the reason I am going to go with Miami, like completely, I'm going to tell you that now you can just pencil me in for it, but I'm terrified for this game for multitudes of reasons. Miami doesn't beat teams with winning records. Dallas is 10 and four. That is a superiorly winning record. The Dallas Cowboys are a terrible, terrible road team. They're going on the road to Miami. This game isn't in a primetime slot, which means that neither the DAC primetime, like Magic is there, nor the Tua Magic is there. It's in a 305 slot. It's not even the game of the week slot because of Sunday football. Like this game is so underappreciated and I hate everything about it. And I, they are the exact same team. One's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. Give me the Miami Dolphins, though. But I don't like it one bit. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I am going with the Dolphins as well. I just like them better. That's why I'm going with them. Hey, and I don't dislike the Cowboys. Usually I do. Usually I do like dislike the Cowboys. I don't dislike the Cowboys. They're fun to watch. I hope that this is a good game. I hope this is a better game than the Cowboys and Bills was last week because I felt really disappointed by that game. I was excited for that game, especially after the Packers lost. I was like, well, at least we got the Cowboys-Bills. That one should be good. Nope, I had to wait until Monday Night Football to get another good game. But uh, that game, was, that was worth it. That was worth the watch. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I saw a clip. I haven't been watching Hard Knocks, which I probably should because I like the Dolphins and I really like Mike McDaniel. But I saw a Mike McDaniel clip earlier today that just was hilarious. <laughs> and funniest coach in the NFL. I yeah. I mean, Big Mike can be funny at times too, but. He's a funny in a different way. He's, he's stoically funny. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. I I got Miami. It is at home. And Tyreek plays even with a bum ankle. I think the adrenaline, he won't feel it. He'll be good. I think that I I just hate that the that the MVP award is quarterback award because let's get honest. Tweet Kill deserves to be MVP this year, especially if he gets 2,000 yards receiving. I would say, and if he gets to 2,000 yards receiving and... 15 games. Yeah. If he does it without that extra game, like, no receiver has done it. So, that's what I'm saying. He deserves it. He he deserves I don't, it. I don't think that, uh, like, especially, I and mean, we'll get to it later, but, I mean, his main contender right now is Brock Purdy. And Brock's got a few hard games coming up here to end the season so if Tyreek can get to two grand in receiving yards and a few more touchdowns I don't think you can not not give it to him like I think you have to give it to him I mean they wouldn't be as good as they are without him I mean that's no. without a question I mean he's made Tua a good quarterback and I'm not saying that Tua is not a good quarterback but he's made him an MVP caliber quarterback that's how good Tyreek is and that's how good Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle are. They've made Brock Purdy an MVP quarter, caliber quarterback. That's why I hate that the MVP is a quarterback award because I don't think Brock Purdy, when you break it down, I don't think that he should be the MVP just because I think the pieces around him are what make him successful. If anything, it should be a whole team award if you're going to give it to Brock Purdy. Let's say I don't think Brock Purdy is the MVP of his own team. I would give the MVP of San Fran to Christian McCaffrey. So, like, I don't know how he's going to be MVP sure. of the entire league. For sure. I would be more comfortable giving an MVP award for the NFL to Christian McCaffrey than I would Brock Purdy. I just uh, I won't be happy if he wins it just because I don't feel like it's his award to win. Their team is just too good. It's if anything, it should just go to the San Francisco 49ers as a whole. Because... Here's the San Francisco 49ers offense. The MVP to you. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be awesome if they did that, That'd be though? great. And Trent Williams could say that he was a NFL MVP then. All First those offensive, offensive linemen. linemen. Yeah. <laughs> to the Hogs. Okay, the only 325 game this week is the Arizona Cardinals Traveling to the Chicago Bears, the Bears are favored by four with a 44.5 point over under, and the fan board has the Bears at 86%. And I don't have much to say about this game, but I do think that the Bears are going to win this game because of the fact that they already have the number one draft pick, at least at this point. But then I also think that uh, Justin Fields still needs to prove himself because they have the number one draft pick and if they draft a quarterback he's gone and I don't think he wants to leave I think that I I personally think no matter what 
They shouldn't get rid of him. I think they should build a team around him. And if they fail, then get rid of him. And then you bring in a quarterback with an already established foundation. I think that's the smart way to go, but it's probably not the way it's going to happen. And I say poor Justin Fields. And that's coming from a Packers fan. Like, I appreciate the, the way the guy plays football. And if he wasn't a bear, I would call myself a fan of the guy. But I can't can't stoop that low. But Dude. Bears fans, Bears fans hate Justin Fields. It's just wild. Like, I talked to so many Bears fans who just despise the guy and just want him gone so badly, and I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. He was the Patriots quarterback. I would be so excited every week to watch football. Like, that is that would be that awesome. Coaches. Yeah. Like, Matt Eberflus doesn't even want him as their, co- like, quarterback. I don't, I don't get the hatred of Justin Fields. I know he's... A little bit like in the Lamar mold where he's not the greatest thrower of the football, but is really athletic. But you can teach someone to throw the ball better. Like, look at Lamar Jackson. He's ripping it up. in the rate. Like, you can get better at that. You can't teach athleticism. It's not something that is a teachable skill. You either have it or you don't. Like, I don't know why they hate Justin Fields. I also have the Bears in this game. I think the Arizona Fighting Chickens are... The Arizona Fighting Chickens, and they're doing their darndest to try and win games. But once again, there's a wild thing. The week after you play the San Francisco 49ers, things don't generally go good for you. I know the Seattle Sea Chickens bucked that trend and just beat the Cowboys, but I'm sorry. The Fighting Chickens are not the Seattle. Yeah, the Eagles. Sorry. Oh, yeah, they beat the Eagles. Yeah, sorry. Whatever. The Sea Chickens bucked the trend. Most other teams don't. Give me the Bears in this game, and it's a bonus lock of the week because, you know what? I've tried a thousand different times to put a lock on the Bears. I don't think I put a bonus lock on them this year, so we'll try this to see if we can maybe get one Bears game right this entire year. Just one time. Sunday Night Football, 7.20 p.m. on Sunday. We have the 3-11 and 11 New England Patriots. Traveling to the 7-7 seven and seven Denver Broncos. Denver's favored by 7 with a 34.5 point over-under. 93% are on Denver. And the only explanation I can think of of why this game was not flexed out was because it's Christmas Eve and they figured that people are going to be doing other stuff and aren't going to have time to watch this game anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> I guarantee it's the lowest rated game of the year. And the NFL doesn't care because it's Christmas Eve. So who cares? Uh, I guess I'll I'll talk first. Um, I'll start this off with right away. This is the gold lock of the week because take the Denver Broncos minus seven. And you want to know why? Because this offense is the worst thing I've ever seen. And yes, I know Bailey Zappi shows moments of ability but just like the Packers at the beginning of the year didn't know that there was a first half of football Bailey Zappi and this Patriots offense don't know that there's a second half to the game because they'll come out and they will put up 14 to 17 points and you'll be like yes we're gonna put up a fight in this game then the second half happens and even when Kadarius Tony gifts you a free interception to try and let you back into the game and you you bring the game within eight points, you still can't do anything because 
who are coached by Bill O'Brien. And his offensive scheme is from the late 90s. And it is so, so bad. I, I hate it. I hate it. Need to lose this game. Patriots, Bill Belichick, I love you. You are a man that I will say with all of my heart, I love you. You have done a great thing for my life. Being a Patriots fan, it's made a lot of things easier. When your favorite sports team is doing well, life's a lot better. And I wish you all the greatest when you go to the San Diego Superchargers. But I'm sorry. You need to get the f*** New England. It's time to turn the page, Mr. Kraft. I think that Bill will do great in his future things. But it's time to poach us some Mike Vrabel. And let's start anew. And maybe uh, Julian Edelman wants to come coach the wide receivers or something. Yeah, let's just bring back all the old players. Give me Denver Broncos. Golden lock of the week. Yeah, Denver. They've run into some pretty good teams the last couple weeks, and they weren't able to come away with victory last week against the Lions. But I don't think Denver – I still don't think they're a bad team. Seven and seven is – Probably better than a lot of people would expect at this point in the season, especially what oh, happened yeah. last year. The way they started out this season as well. I think Sean Payton has done a really good job this year turning everything around. It took him a minute, but I think that he's doing a great job. This offense is looking good. Defense is looking better than it was at the first half of the season. And win here is huge because they're two games behind Kansas City right now in the division. They still have a shot at winning this division. And never say never with the way Kansas City just doesn't have the talent that they've had in the past. I am rooting for a Kansas City collapse and a Denver winning of the division because you know how I like chaos. I think that would be hilarious if that's the way it went down. And I got Denver in this game as well because they're also playing the Patriots who just don't even resemble a football team anymore. And I mean, at this point they should try to tank. And I mean, they're really close to that number one pick. And if they don't get it, they have a top three pick right now. And I'd be happy with that, with the way this season is going with the new head coach next year, starting fresh, he gets to pick his, his quarterback yeah, I just tank. I mean, I know that Bill Belichick probably doesn't care at this point because he knows that he's gone. I mean, they haven't officially come out and said it, but, like, the reports are that they've mutually agreed to part ways at the end of the season. And, yeah, there's no way they could fire him now. Even if he wanted to go, they'd probably be like, no, we're not letting you out of your contract. <laughs> yeah, they just signed him but, to a lucrative extension before the season started. So, like, they're going to, I think, have to trade him probably and maybe get some oh, compensation yeah, for, sure. for it. Oh, yeah, they're not going to release him. It's yeah. definitely going to be a trade. Um, just like Peyton was traded to the Broncos. Yeah. But it's weird that we've come to this age that we're now trading coaches. I mean, it's happened before. Uh, Gruden was traded from the Raiders to the Buccaneers, and, and like how that worked out for him. They beat the Buc- or the Raiders in the Super Bowl that same exact year. How crazy is that? Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't Parcells get traded? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I just don't like the 
trading coaches for draft capital just because it just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it works out very often. And the Broncos are going to have some issues with that because I don't think they have a first round pick next year either because of the Sean Payton trade. I got Broncos in this game. Well, that too. And I think they've, I think that's all done with though because they, yeah. They've already, all the first round picks have already been used up by Seattle. Unless there's another one next year, I don't remember. I'm just talking. I got Denver. We move on to the Monday games. At noon, on Monday, it's weird to say that, Christmas. Christmas we have baby. the 6 and 8 Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the 9 and 5 Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 10 with a 41.5 point over under, and 94% of the fans are on the Chiefs. And I do not like the Chiefs being favored by 10 after Las Vegas just scored 63 points last week after scoring zero points the week before and losing three to nothing, which is crazy. They could have, like, saved one of those touchdowns for the game against the Vikings, but... You think? Uh, I don't know. I just... The Chiefs aren't that good. Las Vegas... They have their up. They looked good last week. I know that they were playing the Chargers, but I mean, like everything was working for them last week. I really, really, really want to take Las Vegas. Is Pacheco playing this week? Uh, he said he was going to suit up for the game. He is still questionable, but all reports say that he is going to play. If he played, I'd be more confident in the Chiefs. I'm gonna. I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because they're at home. And if he does play, I'm going to bank that he plays in this game because, like, Denver is right on their heels. They need to win these games. And hopefully we get a big game from Kelsey this week because I need it for uh, fantasy football reasons. But, yeah, I got the Chiefs in this game just because it's still uh, – O'Connell at quarterback for the Raiders as well. And the Chiefs have a good defense. Yeah, I just talked to myself. I'm more confident now. I got the Chiefs. Just like you, I would love to pick the dirty mustache O'Connell and the Las Vegas Raiders. But no, no, I'm not. I'm not that foolish. I know Patrick Mahomes finally lost his first divisional game and everything like that, but it's not going to happen again. Not against the Raiders. Not at home in Kansas City. Just now. Now, now. I mean, I'm sure that T-Swifty is going to be there for the Christmas game. I'm sure they're going to have their nice little Taylor Swift uh, Christmas satchels and everything. It'll be great. It'll be great for the NFL. All the kids are home. They'll get mass ratings. And you're probably right. Travis Kelis will go off on Christmas Day. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not betting on this game because I hate a double-digit scores for a divisional game, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City covers and does so easily. But I won't touch the game. For all of you folks that will, I won't put my bad juju on that. About 3.30 on Christmas, we have the 5-9 and nine New York Giants Traveling to the 10-4 Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is riding a three-game losing streak. And 
They are favored in this game by 12 with a 42.5 point over under, and 97% of the fans at Philadelphia. Who do you got in this game? There's another game. Man, I would love to take Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants, but nah, nah, this. This has to be the Eagles bounce back game, right? Like you just lost three games in a row. And I know you lost on the last second play and then a interception by Jalen Hurts with, you know, 12 seconds left in the game. But you are playing the New York Giants. You are playing the New York Giants at home on Christmas Day. I'm sure that your Philadelphia fans will boo Santa Claus like they always do because they're a bunch of dickheads. So maybe they will lose this game. Maybe Santa will use this Santa Claus magic against them and give Tommy DeVito one more bit of magic to beat the Eagles. But I'm not picking it. Give me the Eagles in this game. But I am not betting once again. 12 points in a divisional game sounds insane. Yeah, I mean, I can see New York winning this game just because of the fact Philadelphia is... They're spiraling as well. I mean, they already clinched a playoff spot, so that's good for them. But at the same time, they've lost three games in a row. And last week, they lost to a 500 team. They at home, too. No, were they? No, they're in Seattle. No, it was in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but still, they their defense isn't as good as they were last year oh matt uh, patricia wasn't the answer folks shocker could have told you that one well at least he's not coaching the offense um maybe still, get him out there maybe the offense will do better try that one out philly i, I bet i, I bet it'll work out for you how that made any sense um i lost my train of thought well, I sorry say? i didn't mean to i i just Freaking Matt Patricia. Oh, makes my blood boil. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts isn't really playing that good. If you match his numbers up with uh, Jordan Love, Jordan Love has like more passing yards with, uh, I think, the same amount of touchdowns and one less interception. So, yeah. I mean, and everyone says that Jordan Love's doing so bad. So, how is Jalen Hurts doing? I am taking Philadelphia in this game just because they've lost three in a row and they're it's on Sunday. They're only or Monday. That's the only game that's playing at this time. So there's going to be a lot of eyes on them. So it's technically a primetime game and they can't lose four in a row. Even though they're in the playoffs already, they can't let the Cowboys win this division. They just can't with the way they started this season and how dominant they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I but I got Philadelphia in this game, but I would not be surprised to see New York win in this game because they are the Eagles are kind of spiraling. But Tommy DeVito, and now uh, this is another reason I'm convinced that NFL is scripted because we get our real Christmas present for Monday Night Football. The main event of the week, we have the 11-3 Baltimore Ravens who share the league's best record with the team they're playing, the 11-3 San Francisco 49ers. San Fran is favored by 5.5 with 
with a 46 and a half point over under and 79% of the fans are on San Francisco and I I hope we get a good game. Hope the power doesn't go out this time, but I hope we get a good game. Uh, man, I can't pick against San Francisco with it, them being in San Fran and just how they're able to wear teams out. But I'm not counting out Baltimore. I really think that this is going to be a good game. I think that it's just going to come down to the fourth quarter and the only way Baltimore is going to win this game is if they rope a dope them. And I just don't see that happening. I just don't see them. They're going to, they can't do it because if they do that, they're risking the 49ers like taking a huge lead. And I don't think that you can come back from a double digit lead from the 49ers. So I'm going with the 49ers because I know what you're going with because you have to go with the other team because you committed to it. And I I respect that. It's it's not even a have to at this point, folks. I am fully drinking the purple Kool-Aid. I am all in on this Baltimore Ravens team. This, this This is the things that really can galvanize a team. And last week, that victory in overtime. Was that two weeks ago? Was that last week? I know what I'm talking about. Um, who did they play last week? Uh, it was against the Rams. That was two I, weeks I, ago. They played the Rams. Two weeks ago. Yes. Oh yeah, because they crushed the Jaguars this last week. Yes, that's why. Because they beat the yeah, Jaguars yeah, in Sunday yeah, night football. Sunday night football. That's right. Yeah. So. You beat the Rams in overtime on a punt return touchdown. You come back, you dismantle the Jaguars in the second half. San Francisco, yeah, they're good. They are real good. But you know what they haven't played? Lamar, mother flipping Jackson. And you know what Lamar Jackson does against NFC teams that haven't played him before? He crushes them. You know what? You know what you don't have that you can do to prepare for Lamar Jackson is you don't have a single guy who can run and throw like Lamar Jackson on your practice squad, on your team. It doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson is going to win this game. And Lamar Jackson is not getting MVP this year, but this will be the one game that people point to that they go, yeah, you know, we should give him some considerations for it. He's had a real solid year and he did beat the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens lock of the week. Give me those five and a half points. I'm taking the Baltimore money line. I I am all over Baltimore. The San Francisco 49ers, once again, I do think they are the cream of the crop of the NFC. And I would not be shocked if this is a precursor to our Super Bowl in February, because that's what I picked and I'm sticking with it. But I think the Ravens get this victory here. And I do think it is a great game, though. I think Lamar Jackson pulls some shit out at the end. And I trust Justin Tucker way more than I trust Jake Moody. I mean, agreed on that last statement for sure. Except Tucker hasn't had the best year this year. But, no, I definitely agree on that last statement. It's going to be a good game. Both of them have good defenses. Both of them have good offenses. 
but once again, one of my favorite things to harp on is the coaching. I am for sure that Kyle Shanahan is a good head coach. And I'm also for sure that John Harbaugh is not a good head coach. And I think it was against the Rams two weeks ago. He threw the challenge flag on a non-reviewable play and wasted a timeout. Is <laughs> that right? What an idiot. Yeah, I mean, the guy is an idiot. I don't know how he's still a head coach in this league. His team's 11-3, and three, though. I don't understand how he can coach a team to be 11-3. and three. He must be a puppet. He has, he has to be a puppet. It's the Lamar Jackson revenge tour, man. Told you before the season started. Give him the big middle fingers to everyone in the NFL. A bunch of middle finger emojis. I just hope the power stays on. No Beyonce at halftime. Don't don't kill the power, all right? The power grid in Santa Clara can only take so much. At least they're not playing in the Superdome. Correct. Wow. Shots fired. I... This, the league is scripted. It has to be. Because think about it. San Francisco has played... Now they're playing Baltimore. They played Miami earlier this season. They played Dallas. They played the Eagles. Like, the only team that they really haven't played was Kansas City. They played Buffalo, didn't they? No, I guess that was the Eagles that played Buffalo. Didn't they play? No, that was last year. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, like, think about all, like, they played, like, the best of the best this year. And they've beaten them all. Except for Baltimore. They haven't beaten Baltimore yet. But And they won't. It's a possibility. It's definitely a possibility. I'm excited for this game because, I mean, it's 11-3 and three versus 11-3. and three. Best two records on Christmas. Like, I mean, yeah. come on. Like, if it's not scripted and this is all just random, I don't believe it. <laughs> just Good don't job, Santa it. Claus. Good job. Right. Ho, ho, ho. On that note, what do you got for final thoughts? I don't have a lot. A very happy holidays to everyone out there, to you and yours. I'm sorry that we were off for two weeks, but... We will be back next week with our New Year's edition, as this is our holiday edition, Christmas edition, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, just a happy holidays to you and your families out there. Hope you're happy, safe. You get whatever you wanted for Christmas from Santa Claus, or you get whatever you wanted from whatever northern winterish deity that you subscribe to. And uh, just subscribe to this podcast. Yeah, cool. That's all I have to say. Belschnickel. Belschnickel, obviously. This, this We're big Belschnickel people around chat. here. I would like to second that. Um, merry, happy holidays to everyone around the world, no matter what you celebrate. Uh, to the people that celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. That's what I celebrate. Just the way, I don't know. I didn't have a choice in it, I guess. Nobody really did. I mean, I guess you do once you get older. I don't know. Tonight's been a weird night for my brain. I... I'm happy that it's the holidays. I hope everyone is safe and happy and gets to spend time with family and friends and eat a lot of good food and just make good memories. That's what I hope for everybody because that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about – I mean, I, I do hope you get what you want from Santa, but 
it shouldn't be about that. It should be about the memories you make with the people that you love. And that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. So, and a lot of good football. Way to make me look like a jackass. I, <laughs> I painted myself in a corner there. I didn't want that to happen, especially on Christmas. But I realized right. that I was saying that. I tried to, I tried to backtrack a little bit. But right. <laughs> I do it to myself often enough, so. I uh, looked while you were talking. We have four different games this week, so Ooh. split, split, or one of us. Yeah, or games. you could take a two-game advantage. You know that's not going to happen. It's a possibility. You Christmas know that's not miracles. I took the Jets. Uh, yeah, but on that note, I have nothing else to say. So, Chad, throw up the social media stuff. Yes, as always, follow me here, follow Diesel there, follow the show down there. Make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, and subscribing on whatever podcasting platform you are using, or if you're watching us here on the YouTube machine, make sure you leave a comment down below what you are most excited for for this year's holiday season. And I will say right away what I am most excited for is this being my first year with having two children for Christmas to have and watch their jolly little faces, even though they're not quite old enough to understand what Christmas is yet. Still a lot of fun. Yeah. My two-year-old Benji, he's, he understands what's going on and he's all about Santa and he's really excited for Santa to come to our house while he's sleeping. The way he makes the sound is so creepy, but it is a creepy concept, but Merry Christmas, Chad. Merry Christmas, Diesel. And watch some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning Excellence on a global scale.